Hello creatives, Jay here and you are listening to the very first live episode of 99% Perspiration live here on Spark FM. It's episode 19 and this is a weekly podcast bringing you interviews and advice from today's creative and artistic professionals so that you can get the inspiration, the confidence and the know-how to turn your creative calling into a career. Now today is Freshers Week here at the University of Sunderland. Um, I'm an academic tutor here in radio and I've been asked to put together a special live broadcast that's all about how to make the most of your creative degree here at the University of Sunderland. Joining me today on the first live 99% Perspiration are a room of representatives from various aspects of the University of Sunderland. I'm going to start by going around the room and I'll start with the person on my right, who is Jill Kirkham, Programme Leader of Fashion Product and Promotion. Hello, Jill. Hi. Thank you so much for joining me today. You're welcome. Could you tell me a few little words just to introduce yourself about the kind of courses that you teach at the university? Uh, Well, I'm based at the Design Centre, which is uh, on City Campus, and there's various programmes running there from animation to advertising, graphic communication. Um, I'm programme leader for fashion product and promotion, Mm. and it's a three-year BA honours course, and it kind of, our course introduces students to what the industry's like to work in so that they, instead of having to specialise in one area such as marketing or such as design, they get a very cross, um, cross-section cross view of how the industry works and hopefully um, they're prepared for a number of job opportunities. Now, Jill, I've seen bits of the Design Centre. I came in to record Jill about a month ago and yeah. it's just so wonderful to see all the students' work at the end of the year. Let's hope that this batch of students are going to be as wonderful. Absolutely. Perfect. Um, Also joining me today are Lily Clifford, the Learning Engagement Officer at the National Glass Centre. Hello, Lily. Hiya. Hello. We met, I think it was the first episode of 99% Perspiration. And it was at the... Oh, oh, it went out on there. You were so professional. <laughs> I know, and here's the difference today. <laughs> but um, so, I mean, your vo- job at the Glass Centre involves a lot of people who may wish to volunteer coming in from the university. Could you tell me a, li- a little bit more about your role? Um, so I'm Learning Engagement Officer at the Glass Centre, which means that I do a bunch of different things, including um, like facilitate workshops for families and uh, schools. I help with the adult programme as well. Uh, and we coordinate a lot with volunteers to help deliver that programme. We also do things like tours and that kind of thing. Just using the Glass Centre as like a, an education resource. Amazing. Um, thank you so much. And then as well joining us is uh, Sinead Livingston, a graduate from BA Community Music. Hello, Sinead. It's, uh, it's a different studio that we're sat in today. Usually we're in Studio 5 doing Arty Party. But, um... Oh, I party with a <laughs> Yes, get those followed. But yeah, so um, you were also featured in 99% Perspiration episode four. I was, yeah, right in the very beginning. And so tell me quickly about your time at the University of Sunderland. Oh, it w- I loved it every second. I graduated in 2013, uh, which seems like yesterday, but it's actually quite a long time ago now. <laughs> uh, um, I just loved, I loved the course, I loved the place, I loved the people, I loved everybody who I was in contact with at the university everybody was really helpful um, there was no question which was too daft um, yeah it was just really really welcoming place to be amazing so so far we have met Jill 
Lily and Sinead. We'll meet the other three guests in a brief moment, but um, I'm told we're going to a song at the moment, so stay tuned here on Spark FM. We'll be back with you very soon. You are listening to Spark FM. That was Disclosure, Sam Smith, and you're back. Oh, we got thumbs up from Ruth in the studio today. <laughs> it's a good track. It's a good track. Yeah, you're listening to 99% Perspiration, a special live episode, how to make the best of your time at university. Since I said Ruth and you gave us a thumb up for Disclosure, tell us who you are and what you're all about. Uh, well, I'm doing the MA in radio at the University of Sunderland, uh, but I'm kind of a fresher's here. I did my BA back in Lisbon. Uh, I started in 2006, which is a really long time ago. I graduated in 2009, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did a lot of work in professional radio and online marketing, and now I'm doing a master's here. And also at the moment, you're doing the White Market podcast oh, yeah. on Sunday on Spark. And you're also in charge of Hoots Loot as well. Yes. Which is a creative venture. Yes. Lots to talk about. I mean, there's people <laughs> here from all kinds of different backgrounds. Hello, everyone in the studio, by the way. Hello. Hello. Oh, that's music to my ears. I've never had this many. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Should we do it in harmony? Ooh. Um, Not only do we have people who are coming into the university as freshers, but also someone who's, uh, well, two people coming out of the university have already gone out. What am I trying to say? Graduates. So, (laughs) oh dear. Directly to my left is James Hamilton. Hello. Hello. James, tell me about yourself. Uh, I'm going into my third year of... I'm being thick. I thought you graduated. No, not yet. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. good. Wishful thinking. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> might need, don't need to do my dissertation, though. Uh, no, mm. going into my third year um, of broadcast journalism. And so, final not year masters. upon you. How's yes. that How's that feeling right now? Um, okay. I don't think the, the stress has kept, kept, like, kicked in yet. Mm. But, you know, when I'm sitting in my lecture at 9 o'clock on Monday morning... I think then it might hit me that I do have a lot of work ahead of me. We'll be chatting more about, about well, all of the courses, really, in the ADM at the university. Um, but you did broadcast journalism, didn't you? Yes. Well, are doing. Why am I saying did? See, <laughs> I've still got it in my head. Someone who is a graduate and uh, whose role starts with the word graduate, a graduate intern at student recruitment, yes, Sarah Heseltine. Hi. Um, yeah, so my role is we represent the university and we recruit all the students. So all the students who are in here, you would probably would have come through us and come to an open day and would have been there to show you around and do tours and you get to meet all the academics there as well. Um, my main role is working in the pre-16 aspiration strands, so I work with schools, um, but I also do post-16 work as well. So I do HE fairs and Newcastle fairs and any sort of post-16 activity with colleges, that sort of thing as well. Um, but as well as student ambassadors, that's something that we'll be talking about as well. I'm here and I was a student ambassador for two years. So mm. I wore a lovely bright orange hoodie and walked around and I did that sort of thing. Um, Who does that, James? Who wears a bright orange hoodie oh, every day? Oh, I don't know. Hey, it's the best. <laughs> 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 now I'm in Navy now. <laughs> oh, you crossed to the dark side. <laughs> yeah, but I graduated this year in 2015 as well. So I'm fresh and new and I'm ready to go out there and make a difference. And how was your experiencing coming out of graduation? Did you dive straight in with the university? Yes, I was very lucky. I got a job within two weeks of graduating, so I was very, very lucky. But I, I was very keen to, to, to go out there and work for the uni or do something working with schools. So, mm. um, but I had worked at the Glass Centre for a while, while studying and um, getting some volunteer work as well as part-time work as well. So, so Yeah, Glass Centre. Yay! <laughs> 
So why is the glass centre so good? Uh, really? Yeah, really? You really want to know? <laughs> of course Well, I the do. glass centre is like the national... Well, it's the national centre for glass, obviously. Right Let's here Let's break that down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's got... Not in London. Not in not, Manchester. No, not in, in Sunderland. Like, right on the doorstep. And mm-hmm. it's... it's Oh, it's brilliant, man. It's got a centre that is, that is all about the heritage of glass. So making people from the region feel, like, really proud of the fact that we had an industry that was, like, brilliant and beautiful. And then bringing artists from all over the world... To make these stunning exhibitions that I mean if you're if you're a graduate and you're in studying art and design and you're not going to the glass centre to to research artists, oh why why are you doing? <laughs> um, <laughs> and then there's there's just the things that we do there, like we, if you want to know how glass is made, you go and watch a demonstration and we'll show you how glass is made. Mm. If you want to make some glass, come to a glass and make some glass. It's amazing and it's brilliant and yeah, it's a resource that's right there for art and design students. So I made some glass there once when I was about nine. See? Yeah. <laughs> I did my degree in it. No, but no fooling. I, I went to see a demonstration when I was probably about nine and it was the first time that I got to see... Um, art being made and people making a living um, and without that I don't think I'd have gone on and did a degree in art I think without just just mm. having seen that that was possible yeah. was like hugely important so that's one of the reasons that we're meant but just and then in the glass centre it gives people opportunities to like you say make some glass if you want mm. to get involved is that open to any students here at the university yeah absolutely I mean there are um, there are ways that you can do it through your course so mm. there are like the root of where you do it for a, what's the what's the optional segment of your course called modules yeah so so um, optional modules you can do Mm -hmm. glass and ceramics through the university but we also offer courses um that are quite affordable so if you wanted to do like a day of glass blowing or do Mm. some fused glass then you could get involved like really easily great because i guess the title of this show it's all about making the most of your time at university doing things outside of what would just be like the regular thing to do making more than just your modules but actually stepping out in time and doing other things that will help benefit you Mm-hmm. And um, yesterday I was uh, talking at the university. They had me, Dom Sterling, um, what's his name, uh, Connor Langley, all three graduates from the university, talking about how to make your time better. So really, like, um, my question, and it's an open question to everyone in this room, really, is what would you advise someone coming into the university as a fresher to do that might set them apart from other people studying around them? And we have one hand raised. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. No, no. Go first, go on. I would say have a look to see what's going on outside the university as well and get involved in things that you might not have seen. I mean, Freshers' Fair, obviously, is the first port of call hmm. that I went to. And I got free pizza and free pens. But most of all, <laughs> I got to see what there was on offer to get involved with in the university. But it wasn't until sort of like halfway through sort of first year into second year that I got to know what was going on in the, in the community mm. um, and got involved in um, well for me personally it was music so I'll get involved with like bands and like I went to see like local gigs and open mic nights and things like that um, I ended up running my own open mic night in um, Pure in third year as well as doing dissertations and all, all other things. Um, buy a diary. <laughs> That's a good buy thing. Buy a That's diary. Good yeah. If I r- was to write it in my phone calendar like an event I'd probably forget like even if there was a reminder set I'd probably forget mm-hmm. um, but it's like the coordination between the brain and the hand when you write it down you tend to remember more yeah. than if you were to just sort of type it because then it's on a screen and it's just disposable but if it's on paper 
it's there. I think another thing about having a diary, especially when you're a student, is you see how much time yeah. you're wasting. Mm. Yeah. Like, how much time there is of just space where you're, what, what are you going to do? Just sit down? Yeah. Like, no, you're going to look up from what you're doing and go and do something else. And if you don't have that diary, you're not like necessarily realising that that was six hours that you had just wasted on Facebook. Yeah. Like if you've got if you're able to see what your time looks like, then you're able to plan things into it and like aim higher and go, I can fit like a session of Pilates in here really easily. Yeah. Totally. yeah. <laughs> don't don't do Pilates, it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> but even if you're not interested in Pilates, there's all kinds of other things you can get involved in while you're at the university, other societies and groups. Is anyone here part of a society? I was, yeah. <laughs> while, I was while I was studying. I was part of the water sports. I was adventure marinas, so um, surfing, kayaking, mm. bodyboarding, everything. And I do that back home as well. So really big passion of mine. I think I signed up to like scuba diving as well. So just like anything goes at Freshers Fair. Just even if you sign up to it, you know you don't have to go ahead with it. Just you know at least get yourself involved and and doing something. And then again, you can meet friends that way. And if you have ten people can start your own society as well so ten people you can start your own yeah, so it could be can. anything you want anything because <laughs> a friend of mine uh, my flatmate does um, medieval battle enactment mm. and there's, they did have ten so they have actually created their own society here at Sunderland and it's going into its second year now that's very good awesome. my old flatmate would have loved that <laughs> Over at uh, Design Centre, we have something called the Drawing Society. It actually runs a separate thing by students, for students, so it's nothing to do with the staff. But once the students join up, so we, get, we actually pay for our freshers to join, and it means that throughout the whole time at university, they get to go on free trips. So they've been to places like Edinburgh, uh, York... You know, lots of different places. That just nice. a few students would just say you can all decide that you want to go and see an exhibition or for fashion students it, it's perfectly logical just to want to go and see the shops somewhere because you want to see, you know, yeah. what the whole retail thing is. So for them to get together in a little group and know that um, all their safety is covered, their insurance is covered, the Drawing Society does all that for them. So that's something that we've... You know, we encourage them to do right from when they sign up. That sounds hugely rewarding. Yeah. Mm. I would say do things outside your own uh, study area mm. because, well, media students tend to be like tend to do media things, but there are things outside your comfort zone that you should try and do. And uh, I usually give my own example when I was studying doing my bachelor in Lisbon, the radio station my university radio station was actually at the engineering university and I've learnt loads there mm. and it, it gives you a, a different perspective on things when you have people with different skills working next to you mm. so uh, if you have time, which you probably do just go out there and explore things beyond your comfort zone and there are many uh, faculties in the University of Sunderland that you can take advantage of like Go get a language course. Go do new things, really. Don't limit yourself to your own comfort zone. Mm -hmm. It's Ooh, that yeah, don't be afraid to fail mentality, isn't it? Mm, you know, a yeah. lot of the totally. societies have, you know, for the first couple of weeks, you can go, you can find it. Because I did rowing for a bit. You rowed, did rowing? Yeah, for about two weeks. Decided, <laughs> didn't actually like rowing that much. <laughs> um, but, you know, I tried it and I'm glad I did. Because I've always wanted to do it. Now I've done it didn't actually enjoy it but I've tried it 
So I think it's that mm. mentality. Well, just try something, and if you don't like it, then you can, you know, move on to something move else. Move on something new, exactly, yeah. I think for, for creative students as well, that it's important to get influences from lots of different places because if you've got a cohort of, of students doing one subject and mm. they're all just doing the same thing, i.e. on Facebook at night, watching the same TV <laughs> programmes or going to the same bar, for instance... Um, you know, their inspiration is all going to come from the same source, whereas it's the ones that kind of go out and do different things. You can mm. tell that it influences mm. their work because it becomes much more diverse. And from a sort of, like, boring employability standpoint, when I've gone to interviews, the things that I've been asked about have been the things that I've done that are completely different from my yeah. course. Like, I, I joined, like, a... Um, a comic writing group in Newcastle and they were like well that's completely different from Glass and Ceramics talk us through this because yeah. um, that shows that you're like a person and that you're interested in things and that you look up yeah. and, and look at what's around you um, so even in like a it's, it's fulfilling it's inspiring but you might get a job out of it as well like pretty good who knows you might even change direction and then think well mm -hmm. that's something I'm really interested in exactly um, but you James you've, you did BA journalism but did something that was quite closely related at working here at Spark FM, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, uh, I've been on the radio since I was 14, so Ooh. it's always something that I've enjoyed doing and, you know, they'd went into uh, my brother's primary school, the local radio station that I started working at, and didn't interest my brother at all, but interested me, and, you know, I wanted to go in and I was hooked straight away, and that's made me think, you know, I should find a degree that suits what I enjoy doing. So radio, obviously broadcast journalism, it's radio, TV and online. Radio, I thought that's my main backbone, but it'll give me that the skills to learn the TV and to learn mm. the online, mm. which admittedly I'm not, you know, great at, but it's given me those extra skills instead of just doing a straight radio course. Mm. And that's the main reason, you know, I did my, well, doing my degree in that one. Sarah? Can I ask you a question? <laughs> go, go on. Um, why did you choose the University of Sunderland? Um... I looked at a few. Um, I looked at Sunderland, I looked at Leeds, I looked at Salford. Um, Sunderland mainly because it is so practical and so hands-on. Mm -hmm. I um, I loved Leeds, the city, the uni, mm. the buildings, everything about Leeds. I just yeah, but it was too academical for me. I'm not the you know the greatest academic, but practically I can make something quite well in, well, in my eyes anyway. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, that's the main reason, you know, I picked Sunderland. It was between Sunderland and Salford, and I feel Salford was a bit... It felt cold. Really? Yeah, I went round the uni buildings, and, yeah, they've got all these connections, but, mm. you know, the uni had two floors, and ITV had two floors above it, but there was no actual connection there. Mm. And mm. they showed me the uni room, the radio rooms, but they were locked, and you couldn't actually go in them. Right. But here they were like, yeah, have a look, you know, come in the, this studio, we've got, you know recording studio look at studio five look at the big tv studios and they felt you know they like they wanted me in where salford were like yeah we know where salford just come if you want so. <laughs> it, it does make a difference the way uh, sunderland university like welcomes people when when i decided oh maybe i should do a master's uh my professional background was quite wide so uh, I had a few options on the table, uh, like Newcastle University and Northumbria, mm. like music management and uh, like cult cultural studies, business 
innovation thingies. Yeah. I don't remember uh, <laughs> the name exactly. Yeah. But it was something related to the creative industries anyway. And radio is, is a long-time passion. And But the, the difference was that Newcastle University and Northumbria were very, yeah, again, very cold. You, you can feel the connection between the students and the city and whatever else is happening within the university space. It's just, yes, they have degrees, you will get out with a degree, mm. and that's it. Whereas in, in Sunderland, for well, I'm doing the MA radio, there's Spark, there's the Media Hub, there's a, a whole bunch of things, even beyond the, the media faculty thing that I can just do and get involved and do something great within the community, not only within the university space. Mm. And I think that makes a big difference. And things that aren't just, you know, part of your course, but they're like doing extracurricular things out of just studying. Oh, think? yeah, it's yeah. way more important. I think more important than any grade you will get at the university is what you've done outside the classroom. Yeah. <laughs> so if you get involved with like societies and media hubs and Spark and National Glass Centre will have much more importance. In your C V than than uh, an A that you might get at whatever subject. I, I guarantee that. Yeah. <laughs> from us we have the student ambassador scheme so it's a great thing and the deadline is the 5th of October mm. which is 12 noon so do get those applications in <laughs> um, but absolutely it's great I, I was born for two years and I met so many friends through it and in my, I was only, I, my first year I was I came and I was like a mouse like honestly I just didn't speak and uh, you know no. I, from my second year like I went out there and I thought right I'm gonna do everything that I can do to just gain as much experience that I can and you know get as much experience when you work in we work with like primary schools secondary schools we do loads of like call centers we go out there and go to like trips and stuff and it's all paid work as well so and it works around your timetable so it's all flexible and um, if you can't do an event that's absolutely fine we can work around it but especially for ADM students because I was I think there was me and two of the students who were only the ambassadors in, in my year when I was it and the rest come from other faculties and I think there's a really sort of lack of involvement from arts students and I think I know everyone's really, really busy and I know I was really busy in my time like I was working on my final project and I was being an ambassador working at the glass center but I think if you just show that keenness and willingness to really get involved again it can really help your CV and and I, again I came up with a job because I showed that passion yeah. that I wanted but to also do. it's really important like if you're not a fresher you can still get involved in yeah, those things. Yeah, even your first you can, year. Like, at any stage. You know, yeah, if you're any first stage. year and you're just coming in and you think, right, well, I can do this. I can talk in front of kids and I can do this and talk to all the students. I can totally do this job. Like, it doesn't have to be in your final year. Start now. So, start now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah. Can I uh, talk about, like, um, courses that aren't on campus? Yeah, of course. Because my course wasn't on campus and I had a very, very different... Hmm. Uh, experience to what it might have been on campus you were based at the sage gateshead Gate yeah um i decided uh, when i first came to university that i was going to do the whole living in halls experience thing and i'm yeah. so glad i did that and um, because that actually gave me the opportunity to be part of the university life and part of the uh, university course and a lot of the people on my course didn't have that connection hmm. um 
I mean, there, there was a, a, a person who came from Sunderland University to Sagegate said once a week if you had anything to ask and, you know, things like that. But I would, for anybody who's doing a course that's not on campus, I'd say don't be afraid to go on campus and go and see what's going on and hmm. get involved that way. Because a, a, a lot of people didn't, um, didn't know about, like, all the societies and things, which I, I don't know whether that's different now because it was a new course. I was only the second year to graduate, so it was still all a, all quite new. Um, but I would say if you're a student and you're you're living in halls or you're travelling to... And, you, and you're living in halls and you're travelling to Sage Gateshead or wherever your course is that's not on campus, um, you know, keep an eye out for things that you think people might be in, interested in joining, yeah. joining in with. And just, like, yeah, so share knowledge <laughs> not just academically but you know and I guess it's around people that you know if you're not staying in the halls you're not two doors down from another student potentially yeah. so mm -hmm. there's not that network because I'm guessing a, I was a few other people here all lived in halls mm -hmm. I lived yeah. at home I was out oh. of the conversation yeah so was the, yeah. did you find that did you feel like you sometimes felt outside the student space oh yeah yeah and especially um, my cohort was was mostly people from outside of the northeast hmm. so they were like navigating Sunderland for the first time and things and I'm like well the corpse just there like this, I know that <laughs> um, and um, but just like I felt really outside of the conversation and I think like like Sarah I didn't really like get involved with the student experience until my second year until I sort of felt like I actually am a student and just because mm. I'm not living in halls doesn't mean I am not part of this conversation so I became a, um, a student representative uh, on on the ADM board and uh, for the equality and diversity board and that was sort of how I got involved in in the conversation and about things that were happening in the university and that yeah that was really good for me because yeah a little bit quiet sort yeah. of not used to talking to people above you like being a student representative made that meant that when people say have you ever been to a formal meeting i say yeah and i've like, <laughs> taken minutes and all <laughs> kinds of biscuits. things and <laughs> eating free biscuits and i think what what's happening more and more as well because of the expense of education you know students feel that they have to live at home with their parents just to save money, yeah. just to be able to go there. And um, I think this is one of the things we need to think about is how do we make sure that all those kinds of students are engaged in all the activities when they probably just go home at the end of the day, you know, yeah. because they haven't got to go to the Hall of Residence mm. or they haven't got to pal up with anyone, they just go home and it's almost like a, a work life for them. Yeah. Just come Absolutely. in, go away again. So it'd be nice to see, you know, some sort of inclusion, um, you know, to do with all the activities that we've got through the student union. You know, there's lots of opportunities. We just need to get the students made aware of them. Exactly. Which is what shows like this are here to do. Yeah. Um, we'll be back with you in a tick if we can, but it's half past, which means it's time for local music here on Spark FM. Your six till six local music guarantee, uh, local music every half hour. So uh, it's uh, Social Room with Rebel Rouser here on Spark FM. We are Spark. This is the original 6 till 6 local music guarantee. You are listening to Spark FM. This is 99% Perspiration. It's the first live episode and it's all about how to make the most of your time here at the University of Sunderland. Just to quickly round up who everyone is, I'll go the other way this time. James. Hello. Ruth. Hi. Sarah. Hi. Sinead. Hello. Lily. Hiya. 
and Jill. Hi. Hello. Uh, we all represent different people from different aspects of the university life. People who uh, well, lecturing and then on the other end of the scale, people who are just starting out um, and everything in between. So hello, everyone. Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> um, just before we left, we were talking about extra things that you can do at your time at university. And really, like, I, I, I echo this. You've got to get involved get out there and you know find mm-hmm. things that you can do whether they are related to your course whether they're not related to your course um, and just give you that extra connection with people you might be missing out because you're at halls of residence that kind of thing so um, as we move on to the, the final half hour we're over the halfway home guys um, if we could just start with start with you Jill because um, yeah. we've, we've talked more about media and less about uh, the fashion and arts end so far really as a fashion student what would you recommend for the the freshers coming in what kind of um things can get they get involved in and over the course what do you think would most benefit people i think coming into um fashion a lot of the students will they'll be consumers of fashion that's the that's the key thing Mm. um you know they'll they'll go shopping as a leisure activity probably like most of us (laughs) oh yes um (laughs) And I think one of the things that that we like to encourage the students to do is to just go a bit further afield. And it sort of ties in with what we were saying about getting some different experience. So we're very well connected here in the northeast, I think, you know, in terms of trains, buses. You know, there's a mega bus down to London. And I think it's... um, It's almost like you don't know what you don't know. So we're saying, like, please go to York for the day or please go to Leeds for the day because yeah you might have an idea in your head that oh isn't one place just the same as another Hmm. but actually each place has its own character it has different groups of shops it has something to observe and this you know that can help with confidence in terms of getting out there and just challenging themselves in a different environment is it like is it a way of picking up different things that people are wearing on the street or in the shop yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you see it most particularly, you know, if you go down to bigger cities like London or mm. then get across to Paris or something, the whole attitude of people is different in different cities. Mm. You know, I London... I a big difference with Liverpool. And did you? Did yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. I got down to Liverpool and I was like, whoa, they're so... They're wearing, like, different things and I didn't even... I don't even notice what people are wearing up here. But I went down there and I suddenly noticed... What so it must wearing. be something. What do you What do you think it was? Are they smarter or more coordinated or more casual? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Now, if you're a fashion student, you'd be asked to go and study that. You see, why are they different? There you go, fashion students. There's your mandate. (laughs) Find out what they're doing different. Before you start on Monday, there you go. (laughs) I suppose it's to do with a different dynamic of job opportunities for people Mm. it's to do with its proximity to industry perhaps or whether it's got an arts community I mean it's similar for radio as well like as as a radio academic tutor we encourage students to keep a radio diary and vary what you listen to so listen to a variety of different things and like write down what worked about it what didn't work about it so I guess that kind of formula might be similar over all kinds of courses musical things you you were encouraged to do a lot of uh, things that you weren't necessarily comfortable hmm. to do. You didn't have to necessarily join in, but just go and observe. Like, I don't know, you might want to go and see a steel pan band and you've never had an interest in steel pans in your life. <laughs> and you turn out that you might 
you know, end up playing one one day. <laughs> you ever played a steel pan? I have on whole, whole one stage. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's about, we have emotional responses, don't we, to all sorts of things. I mean, mm. I think most people have a response to music, don't they? You know, mm. it can, can transport you to a certain place in time or make you feel happy or when you want to be miserable, you can wallow or something. And yeah. I think it's about picking up those, you know, you have to expose yourself to different situations to let that in, mm. that influence come in, really. And you'll never get further. Yeah, and yeah. you have to remember that part of your... The part of the point of coming to university isn't just to get your qualification, it's to grow as a person. Mm. Yeah. And by exposing yourself to these things, even like just the act of travelling, I think is quite broadening. Never mind where you're going, like having to be confined on a train and like think about something for however many hours it is until you get to the point. Like that is hugely like it makes you grow as a lot as a human being. Mm. And that should be what you're trying to do, like, especially as an ADM student, like that yeah. should be your your aim. If you have the opportunity, I don't I'm, I'm going <laughs> to jump into something that I'm not really sure how it works at the University of Sunderland. But if I, I you, can give more on that personally. Yeah, yeah. If, anyway. if you have the opportunity, do a semester abroad or mm. a year abroad. Uh, well, I was studying in Lisbon, which is a capital city, but Portugal is a very small country hmm. with a very small mentality at times. And I went, uh, I, I did a semester abroad in Germany and it completely changed my life. I was living with my parents at university and all of a sudden, uh, all of a sudden, I was living in a new country with a new language <laughs> that I barely understood. <laughs> and uh, it, it, it does make you grow up a lot. And if 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 you have the opportunity to experience that, you should definitely do it. Clute, what do you feel like that experience of studying in Germany brought to you? Oh, a complete a completely different mindset. Yeah. Like, uh, well, from the educational point of view, from the living, like the lifestyle is completely different. The meal, uh, for instance, the time we had meals was different. The food was different. And but uh, in terms of education, uh, my Bachelor of Arts was very academic, like mm. very, very academic. And in Germany, I had uh, mainly practical subjects. So all of a sudden, I was finally understanding why I needed to know all those philosophers and all those social theories and whatnot, and that even though m my language skills in German n were not great, they were they were very primitive, <laughs> I would say. Mm. It because I had that academic be background, I could finally understand why I needed it. Whereas uh, if you only have if you only have one of the sides, sometimes you lose a bit. If you only if you only have the the practical side and the or only the academic side you sort of miss out a bit if if you don't have like a, a balance of both but but yeah like everything i had never lived by myself all of a sudden i was living with a, a chinese girl which was also quite interesting because well i had never lived with anyone but my parents and all of a sudden I was living with someone that I couldn't communicate with because my German was terrible and her English was terrible. So there was a, a barrier there. Mm. But I got to meet lots of new people. I have friends uh, pretty much all over the world now. <laughs> and you share new points of view and meeting different cultures and different mindsets. And mm. I've met mostly European people, but... Portugal, Spain and Italy are very similar mm. but then we clash with German and Denmark and 
the northern we go, the, the bigger the clash. And but but it's important to to be aware of those clashes and to to also be aware that at the end of the day we're all human. The mm. emotions we feel are pretty much the same. It's you just have to make an effort to sort of understand the other side. You're making me really, really miss my time because um, <laughs> the university gave me the opportunity to go study while I was here and do my BA over Illinois State University. And it was just for me like the best wow. year ever. Mm, it was brilliant. Right. And yes, it's right. Like maybe going further than Liverpool or, or, or York and seeing the different trends, but like going to another another side of the world. And yes, they still speak the same language. There wasn't that barrier there for me. But it was so interesting, like like the workload and the difference. It felt more like po- like college over there, mm. and it was just really hectic. And you did as many things as you could do. But yeah, yeah I think loved it. Even if um, you're not going over there as an academic, um, Euro railing, mm-hmm. especially if you're uh, a student. Yeah. The student deals deals for Euro railing. I'm going away next summer. Yeah, next summer. Um, for, Is that going all around Europe then? Uh, yeah. Um, you could. There's several different passes, and they all have set, you know, student discounts and things on. Amazing. Um, and I think I'm doing. Well, I've got the unlimited countries, and you can travel during the night, so you sleep on the trains, and then spend however many days you like in the your different countries. So I'm going from north east, um, like. Just yeah, just south of Denmark sort of area, um, down um, and finishing um, yeah, probably north of it yeah, north of Italy. And it's quite cheap, isn't it? To do oh yeah, it. I was very very surprised yeah. that. I mean, obviously it spikes up. I think the cutoff age is twenty five for the student. You know, I was going to say because speaking as probably the oldest person on this panel, <laughs> my advice to all of you is do as much travelling as you can while yes. you get it cheaper. Because you'll really notice that difference. <laughs> Once you turn 25, my daughter's just at that point now, and she's starting to realise the true horror of uh, the full cost of travel. Yeah. And yeah. take advantage of the pound being so strong against the euro. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I speak uh, for, well, for myself. It, it does make you feel like you're rich. And I mean, there are lots of opportunities to do things like volunteering abroad. I did... Um, five months teaching in Tanzania because oh, wow. I I originally thought that I wanted to be a teacher and by doing the volunteering learned that I did not you didn't <laughs> <laughs> but like I kind of had a miserable time because uh, the girl oh. who was supposed to go with me dropped out so I was living on a mountain by myself in Africa oh. where I didn't speak the language and I was like I was, had a I had a fire to cook on and things and it was I was like 18 and it was horrible but like I mean, a bit of it were good. Character but forming, I think exactly, it's described as. But also, like, if if I'm faced with a challenge, I go, okay, come on, you, you can do it. You, know you can do it. You can do this. Like, mm. and if you do, if you're untested, you're never gonna get to that point yeah. where you know that you can do a thing. But even so, you took an experience, and yes, you might not have loved it as much as you'd have hoped, but um, it, it will show you that you didn't, and then take you down another path. Exactly, exactly. I think that if had I not done that. Where would I be now? I'd be probably like in a in a primary school, hating it, <laughs> and just wishing that I'd taken a little bit of time to see if it was good or not. <laughs> to see Can I tell you something good. that might worry you slightly? I was exactly the same. Did a teaching qualification, decided I didn't want to do it, went straight back into industry, and here I am back again. <laughs> so you just well, never say never. Back. Well, I suppose I am doing quite a lot of teaching, but I'm not a teacher, and that's fine. Yeah, yeah. That's I never difference. wanted to be a teacher either. And my what I did enabled me to be able to go into schools and then maybe do a crazy afternoon of music or a week of music 
and then go again yeah. <laughs> without the actual teaching bit. Right, there's no marking but involved informal, in that yeah, mm. informal teaching that's yeah. where it, I was it, the whole experience of like being abroad or being in a, a mountain <laughs> living by yourself I guess <laughs> like it tests your 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 limits as a, a, a person but it also tests your character because when you're at the edge of reality let's put it like that <laughs> you will really see how how you really are I guess uh, because well some people crack down some people have like really awful times and became, become awful people <laughs> which is not nice uh, what are you saying <laughs> <laughs> I'm not awful uh oh <laughs> Like I'm, I'm super uh, unorganized and uh, lazy and undisciplined with some things. And being in Germany for six months and having all my subjects in German and all those things forced me to become super disciplined, super organized. Mm. And all of a sudden, I was a, a new person, and I realized, oh, I can do this. I can do anything. <laughs> <laughs> What has been the highlight for? people's time uh, at university for those who are students or what would be the highlight of the academic year open question but starting with Jill I'm wondering whether there's a big fashion event students can get involved in that like might be really beneficial to their time well very much so the the main fashion event that we get involved with is graduate fashion week which mm. is the um, they go to in the final year And it's an opportunity to exhibit their work in London alongside other students from all over the country. Mm -hmm. And people from industry are invited along and there's lots of um, talks and seminars and things like that. So not only the students that are on the way out, you know, the graduating students who can make good contacts, but we also encourage the level one and two students to go along and see you know what what they're taking on see what the potential is when awesome. they finally get there give them something to aim for and like say bounce yeah, up skills from yeah. people the year before as well and it it gives them you know a lot of pride because they see you know that the staff are proud of them as well so when we take them we're helping them to promote themselves and it just gives them that extra push of confidence you know because we'll say if you see someone come up and look at your work don't just stand back go up to them just say hi and they go what shall i say anything you mm. know and i said they'll be very interested in your work because you know you're you're used to seeing it but they'll want to know how did you get your ideas what's the inspiration and of course once they start talking mm. you know they feel fine because i feel like you've mentioned that it, it's sometimes hard to talk to people and to get the confidence but a few people over the course of this program have said that there there are certain extra curricular things you've done that have helped give you confidence to speak to the right people Would, would anyone like to talk more about their experience with like how they've developed when I was a student I, if there was an opportunity uh, Rose I just used to say yes and then f figure out how to fit it in mm -hmm. that's um, a good approach I think I just said yes the attitude of just saying yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you know you get to meet loads of people like through ways that you didn't know and then I don't know you just become more not more outspoken But it's it's getting more used to talking about your your work, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but to the point where you can just reel it off, and it just, you know, it just it just comes up, like comes off the tongue, kind of thing. Yeah, I think it's about sort of like almost giving yourself permission 
to blow your own trumpet as it were yeah. you know like you you know if you're presenting your work mm. if you're not confident in it how's anybody else going to be so yeah. you've got to you know we say to the students if you don't feel very confident pretend just pretend yeah. you are and you you come to believe it yourself if you can if you can do it that way because a big part of i'd say especially british culture but you know life is being modest about your own self and not wanting to talk because it's you know it's you're embarrassing it's what you do it's, it's a cultural thing though like yeah. i think in portugal we're pretty much the same but huh? like in germany they're very self uh, sure hmm. they're like they know what they're doing very efficient in a way very German <laughs> <laughs> they are very efficient and when they talk about themselves they don't feel like prude or yeah uh, or like oh I'm, I'm doing this and it's really small when it's actually something huge and amazing and you should be proud of yourself so just well we need to be like German people yeah. then and yes. just yeah, <laughs> really it's say good it to be humble but it's also good to to know your self-worth Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. At the end of the day, even if it's just whatever you're doing, even if it's just a small audience, that audience wants to listen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. why should you feel bad that not you know hundreds of people might not be listening? But it doesn't matter because they've gone out of their way to choose to buy that thing you've made or yeah. listen to that thing you've created. The way In that I got better at talking to people about my my work was through being a student rep because I started mm. talking about other people's work and how hard they were working and how brilliant they were. And then it, it started to slip in. I'm like, oh, and also I'm amazing. Like, <laughs> just, just so you know. Like, but, but having done that, having said, they're really good, I also am. Like, that was my journey to getting better at it. And just like being a student rep, it must be similar being a student ambassador as well. And yeah, very similar, because I was working with a primary school on campus one time and I got talking to the teacher and they were actually looking for, like... Um, someone wanted to do like a stained glass window for the school and this huge like 40 celebrity thing they were doing and I was like well that's my specialist field so we got talking and I ended up working with another artist to do this big window for them and again it was a commission and it just goes to that's what I put on my CV it's just things like that that you actually think well that's my field and you need this doing we can work together and again I got more contacts with them and it's just not being afraid, you know what I mean? If you can reach out to one person, and like I did new designers when I was in my graduate, and that was a graduate show for um, people in like glass, ceramics, textiles, fashion, and it was a huge thing in London. And you've got big companies there from like John Lewis, ASOS, who come round and you think, oh my God, big names. Hmm. But actually, they're lovely, friendly people, and they're really interested in your work. So, you know, just, again, just have that confidence and say, take a business card, have a look at my website. And I was really massive on writing blogs and doing my social media. My whole dissertation was about social media and marketing and apps and how massive now Facebook is and Instagram. Because, again, it's another source of, like, sort of research and just imagery yeah. that can help you, again, gain contacts and it's a new whole area. So, yeah. A you lot never of know. people around you have a blog, don't we? Yeah, yeah. but you yeah. never know. Like <laughs> the the person sitting next to you in your classroom might be like the next boss of the BBC or <laughs> John Lewis or whatever. So you just get a, meet as many people as you can because you never know who they're going to be at at one at some mm -hmm. point. Well, it's that northeast saying, isn't it? Shy Burns getting no jam. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know it was jam. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shy Burns <laughs> getting out. jammed. No jam. Oh, didn't know that bit. Shy Burns getting out. Yeah, I didn't know. I was asking for jam. No. <laughs> <laughs> I always like jam. <laughs> so long as you don't land jam side down when your toast yes. falls, that's okay. Oh, that's not good.
But um, we're coming up towards the end of the show, about uh, four minutes left, heading into the news here on Spark FM. Um, if I could just really get a few final words from everyone sat around the table, like... Look up. <laughs> look up. Look look up. Look up from what you're doing and see what's around you and, and just do it, yeah. Just look up. Hmm. I like that. I mean, that reminds me of the architecture in Sunderland. You know, the elephant yeah, thing yeah. on top of that, the, the bank. So the, the big eagle either. on the top of the gates to Scotia Key. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it always gets me. Every, like I used to live in Pan's Bank, and the sunset used to set behind it. Oh, I was like, oh yeah, it's, really, it's a really nice bit of the city. Yeah, James is a not exactly oh. what I meant. <laughs> I know what you mean. So, as a third-year student, James, what would you say? Um, you can work on a lot less sleep than you thought you could. Oh gosh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. Like, don't think. Oh, I'll just take an hour off there because I'm feeling a bit tired. It's like, well, you could actually do. A lot more than you think you can. My advice is don't do that for a really long time because it will kill your brain. <laughs> <laughs> Everything it in moderation. Hurt. In short bursts. Your sleep pattern will, yeah. will become a mess. And uh, when you get to 25, you will feel that very painfully <laughs> but right now <laughs> yeah everything in moderation Work don't hard, play hard yeah. oh good one definitely and I think remember that um, you know freshers coming into Sunderland University I know I work here but I found that just as an employee it's genuinely a very friendly supportive environment and I think the reason that that students respond to that is because it's part of the atmosphere it's part of the mm. ethos so I would say to people thinking about coming at least come along and see us and see for yourself what it feels like because that might be the, the main way that you find out where you want to go mm. Wonderful, um, seriously I've got to say thank you to all of you for joining me today it's been really wonderful um, just to say goodbye to everyone so thank you Jill Kirkham for joining us thanks very much Jay had a good time keep on doing the wonderful teaching absolutely uh, thank you very much to uh, Lily Clifford cheers from the National Glass Centre <laughs> go National Glass Centre to <laughs> Sinead Livingston <laughs> Sinead Livingston uh, community music uh, graduate yes Ooh, bye <laughs> bye uh, from Sarah Hesseltine thank you it's been a pleasure and student recruitment absolutely good job this year yes wonderful Hoot Kariya yes uh, well thank you for having me a pleasure for having you and uh, you can tune into Hoot when can you tune into White Market Sundays at 8 on Spark fantastic and James you have a show on Spark as well don't you I do yes Friday mornings uh, 10 o'clock amazing um, I've also got to say thank you to the two people that you didn't hear from in today's programme who it wouldn't have been possible without, to Matthew Donaghy. Can we just give a clap to Matthew? Hey. And to Grant Lowry as well, because without the two of you, I couldn't have made this programme possible. Um, you have been listening to 99% Perspiration, the very first live podcast. Here's the news on Spark FM.